Cheryl Broom, CEO of Graduate Communications, and I am recording this podcast the Thursday before Thanksgiving, and I had high hopes of doing my first solo cast and bringing you some tips and tricks that I've learned this year, sharing with you some great ideas, and talking about how to avoid burnout during the 2022 year. I can't even remember what year it is right now or what day of the week it is. And honestly, I'm at the point right now where we have so much work and so much going on and all wonderful, great things to be celebrated, but just so much that I'm feeling a little burned out. So I decided that instead of creating an entire new topic to tackle right before I leave on Thanksgiving vacation, that instead I was going to share with listeners a recent webinar that I held with one of my favorite clients, Tony Tang with Saddleback College. And this webinar is one that we did for the National Council for Marketing and Public Relations. And we also just wrapped up a presentation today for the California Community College League. And we shared some great work that we did this last year. Uh, We decided that we wanted to be introspective by seeing what others were doing, if that makes sense. So we wanted to improve the marketing that we are doing in Orange County for 10 institutions by going around the United States and seeing what other colleges and other universities are doing particularly well. It's one of those projects that I kind of pinched myself when we pitched it and when it was accepted because it's it's amazing. I actually get paid to go and spy on other colleges and see all the amazing things that they do. So when we came up with the idea, everybody was excited about it, and we hired some researchers who were former directors of public information for colleges and also brought on a high school student to dig through the social media and advertising and customer service offered by some of the biggest community colleges in the nation, as well as by some uh, really successful private institutions. So in order to avoid my own burnout, (laughs) I am repurposing content, but it's fantastic content. And I think it's something that all of you will learn from and and really enjoy. I do have to warn you, there are a couple spots of this webinar during which we play short video clips. We play some TikTok video clips and we also play a YouTube video. So you'll hear some music, but you won't get the full context of what actually is being shown. So just know those are quick. And uh, if you want to watch the videos, I am happy to send them to you. So as always, you can reach out to me anytime, send me an email, hit me up on LinkedIn. I'm happy to send you the actual webinar recording. I'm also happy to share with you the written report that has some really useful matrices and some other good tidbits that we mentioned during the webinar. So I hope you enjoy this webinar as much as I enjoyed this project. And I hope all of you are doing something to avoid that holiday burnout yourself. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to uh, Shopping Around for Higher Education, which was a joint project between the Orange County Regional Consortium of the Strong Workforce Project and Graduate Communications. My name is Tony Tang, and my counterpart is Cheryl Broom. And we're here to talk about some of the findings that we had come up as we were looking at what's the best in class colleges and universities when we look at marketing, um, especially in these changing times. A lot of things have changed over the years in terms of what's happening around us, especially because of COVID. 
Um, we've had to make changes, our vocabulary has changed. And, you know, because part of the problem, biggest problem we've had is that our students have been greatly affected. So one of the things that we might have to consider is really is the financial situation of a lot of our students. And one of the statistics that has come out is that FAFSA enrollments are on the decline significantly. And which really tells us is that a lot of students um, really are having second thoughts in terms of how they're gonna use um, their potential aid in terms of entering the college world. Um, some of the things that is happening around us also is that because of COVID, one in four college freshmen who started with us, they're not coming back. And partly it's because they're entering the workforce or they're just struggling. They're just really, they're, we've learned a lot in terms of that their, their expectations of how we as uh, education institutions are gonna make things better for them. As the next bullet mentions is that US colleges have enrolled 1.5 million fewer students than five years ago. That's a big number, which is telling us that there, people are thinking about not necessarily coming to college, they're entering the workforce or they're finding something else uh, rather than college. And so one of the things that community colleges have faced is that our enrollments have been going down and we've been seeing and we need to find what's the best way to get them back to our colleges. So one of the things we have to really take a look at is we got to step up our game. We've really had to look at what do we do to engage those students to make sure that they feel that they're important to us. So let's take a look at what we, some of the things that we can do. At the Orange County Community Colleges, one of the things that we wanted to do is we needed to ask the question, how can our colleges convince first-time students to enroll or former students to come back? The expectations, because I still remember when I was a student, timeliness of a, of a faculty member was if I got a response from a faculty in two weeks. Nowadays, what we're really running into is that the expectations with technology is that they want instant gratification or instant response. So one of the things that we've found is that we need to start looking at that and we'll provide you with that information. Also, the timelines are shorter. We need to be able to attract their attention and be able to grab them sooner because that's how they make their decisions. Uh, one of the other is what's great customer service. One of the things we've found is that our students are our customer. And in, in that being our customer, we need to be able to provide them great customer service because we're competing with private educational institutions, we're other community colleges, four-year universities. There's just so much competition for that specific student that we need to be able to find out what's the best way to reach out and touch them. And then how can our marketing stand out from all the clutter? Just because we're in a very competitive world, every institution's looking at how to market better, what tools, what technologies should they be using in order to get everyone's attention and really is to close the deal because ultimately closing the deal means enrolling in your institution. So what we did, we went a little undercover. What I mean by undercover, the three of us that we'll disclose to you here is, is that we really wanted to do a secret shopper, a secret shopper where we looked at what are the best practices from institutions across the country, not just in California, not in the Midwest, but let's look at private institutions, let's look at public institutions because we wanted to know what's best. 
So let's unfold who, who those people were. So here, here are their group. Myself, as I said, my name is Tony Tang and I'm the Dean over at Saddleback College. And our other counterpart as part of our regional consortium, Dr. Jessie Crete, um, she, she was instrumental in terms of providing us with data about institutions and, and what to look for. And then also my, my friend here, Cheryl Broom, who uh, was the ultimate secret shopper because she, she asked the right questions. So who, who was Orange County? Orange County, the Los Angeles Orange County Regional Consortium consists of 28 colleges with Orange County being a sub-region where we had 10 institutions and we're all community colleges. So we're two-year institutions and what we, our service is really is trying to get people ready for the workforce. Um, our regional framework that we communicate, coordinate, and collaborate, we really want to work together with the goal of developing the economy and the workforce for our specific region. And, you know, we're really proud that we have a, our website, which is futurebuilt.org, which has won awards. But, you know, the real reason is to provide quality information to those people that use our website, whether there be a faculty member a potential student, a student, or and even an employer. They're all welcome to come because we have something for everybody on our website. Uh, we do a lot of other items such as research, we do outreach, and we do great reach out to make sure that people get the word that we provide a good service or a tool to make people ready for the future. So let's talk about the process and I'm gonna hand this over to Cheryl. Thanks, Tony. Uh, like Tony said, my name is Cheryl Broom, and this was an absolutely amazing project. Um, we hired a couple of people to go out and secret shop uh, institutions, and we'll disclose who they were in a minute. Uh, but we had some former public information officers in California and Nevada and a high school student as well actually go through the process of becoming um, a student at these institutions and then rank them um, on how they did along the way. So we, we use this rubric system um, and we looked at what was the experience when you first came to the college website? Uh, what was the experience after you left the college website and started seeing advertisements on social media? What were the programs and services like? What was it like to talk to uh, advisors and counselors, were people friendly, were they helpful? And then finally, what was the follow-up? So once a form was filled out and submitted or an application was done, what happened after that? Were students connected with, were they helped along the way? So we did this full kind of evaluation system uh, to keep things neutral and consistent across the different colleges and have a written report. So if any of you are interested in reading or seeing the matrix, uh, you can request that and we're happy to share it. So who did we secret shop and how did we choose them? Um, well, we decided to look at three community colleges outside of California, because like Tony said, all 10 institutions that um, were part of this study are in Orange County in California. So we wanted to see what kind of out-of-state colleges were doing. All three of these are Aspen Award winners and are recognized as um, being really progressive in their communications. So we looked at Miami-Dade College 
in Florida, Pierce College in Washington, that has kind of a similar demographics to the Orange County area, and then Palo Alto College, which is part of the Alamo Colleges District. In addition, we wanted to see what a for-profit and a non-profit private college was doing as well. So West Coast University is here in Orange County, and they specialize in um, allied health fields, and they're a for-profit college. And National University is in San Diego, but it's a national college that does a lot of online programs, and it's a nonprofit, and they really focus on serving uh, non-traditional students. Uh, And you'll see from their advertisements that uh, they do that in a unique way. So Tony and I are going to share some highlights from each college, and then we are going to dive into recommendations. So Tony, whenever you want to jump in and say something, just stop me, just interrupt me. Sure, be happy to. So let's start off with National University. So like I said, National University is a nonprofit in San Diego. And what makes them unique is they offer their curriculum in these four-week periods. Um, So you can start really anytime during the year and jump right into four-week classes. So it's really conducive for adults that have work and family priorities. And this model allows you to start anytime. Um, So it doesn't have to be August 23rd and January 12th to start being a student, you can start anytime during the year. And what we really found from them was, I mean, they immediately responded to our information requests. In fact, they kept calling until our researchers answered the phone. So it was just constant phone calls to get in touch with someone. They didn't give up. And after they connected to our researchers, they were immediately connected with an advisor. And then they used email to continue to build that connection. So they kind of turned it on its head. They didn't do email first. They wanted to reach the person immediately. One thing that stood out with National University was that initial phone call with an advisor. um, And this gets back to what Tony was saying in the beginning about financial aid. They asked right off the bat, like, are you going to need financial assistance? And just promptly um, got rid of that barrier and connected our researcher with a financial aid specialist to make sure that she could get what she needed. Oh, go ahead, Tony. Well, I was going to say one of the things, so really is the, the quick touch, but I think one of the big highlights with national is also the, the four-week classes. Yeah. Um, is being able to accomplish things quickly uh, so that it fits the, the student's time frame, which is a challenge for most colleges because we're still stuck in that structure of a semester or a trimester mode. This is where maybe late start classes or a flexible schedule, if your scheduling system will accommodate a flexibility, we can mirror what national also does. Exactly. And that's what people want now. They want that flexibility. They want to be able to start when it's most convenient to them. But you need a dean like Tony to make that happen. So um, National has a heavy retargeting on social media, and you'll see some of what they did uh, later in our recommendation section. And this is West Coast University, and they have this just amazing video that was sent to our researcher and is on their website and is in their social media that really highlights the role that alumni play in their college and makes you feel really like, wow, if I'm going to be part of something special, I'm, I'm going to get a job and I'm going to make an impact. So I'm just going to play about 20 seconds of this because of time. Um, and then you can always go back and watch it. It's um, featured prominently on their YouTube channel. 
that was really well done and they use alumni a lot in their marketing. Um, they have really well-crafted alumni videos that show graduates on the front line and it's really builds this sense of pride in the institution. So really a great highlight. Uh, if you go to their website, their request information form is right there. It's really easy to request information. Um, we filled it out and then we weren't able to schedule uh, a one-on-one -on -one with an advisor because of scheduling problems. So what they said is, okay, well, if you can't get in with an advisor, we're going to put you in a webinar for some pre-group advising with other students. So we were in a webinar with other potential students and we got to meet them and hear other people's questions. And it was really helpful. And then they just like accepted us. They're like, well, you're accepted. You can do all the paperwork later. Um, you go ahead and, and pick out your classes and become a student. And we'll help you do the paperwork before classes start. So something else that's really different from community colleges that kind of inundates you with the paperwork up front. This one's like, let's get you in classes, meet other students, meet your counselor, then we'll do all that paperwork. So big highlight there. So moving into our community colleges, uh, Miami-Dade College was just amazing with their social media. And we're going to show you some examples in a little bit, but they use TikTok really well, organic TikTok. They use their mascot. They show campus life. They have this hashtag, BMDC. They even have a statue on campus where you can take a picture of yourself in front of a live, a live hashtag. And they use that to do a lot of curated audience, curated content. They show their social media on their homepage. They connect to local events going on. They are really part of the city. So they really are, are doing amazing things with their social media. We got a personalized URL. The minute we filled out an interest form, we were emailed a website that, you could, that our researcher could log into where she got like a whole to-do list and all the things that she needed to accomplish and it was personalized. It was like her name was the URL. And that's in our report too. So if you want to go to that website, her password's in there so you can see how they did that. Really cool. And she was assigned a pre-admissions advisor that she could two-way text. So it wasn't just pushing out messages. She was able to like text back questions and get answers back right away. So just an amazing use of two-way communication. And Tony, did you want to add something? You look like you're about to say something. Oh, no, I think really it's that touch where they feel like they owned it by giving them their own URL. I know it's difficult for some people's systems to be able to get to that point, but if you can uh, provide that information or provide that link to your college, it, it brings them closer and they want to be part of it. We started doing this in a campaign that Tony and I work on um, for Orange County Community Colleges, the Future Built campaign. We now have someone dedicated to calling potential students and texting. Um, and it's just, it's going amazing. It's been a great addition. Yeah, our point of contact when someone contacts us for information actually calls them almost right away. And the, the person's bilingual, so we can be able to handle more than just English. And it's someone who's knowledgeable about the programs in our region and 
who knows all the right people to get them in the right place. And the big thing is follow up, mm-hmm. making sure that they don't feel like they're lost in the system, that they're important. Exactly. So Palo Alto College also has just this amazing social media. And what I wanted to point out here was once uh, we all started secret shopping, we got put into the education category in the digital marketing like sphere. So now we're starting to see not just like these colleges ads, but like every college's ads. So I'm still like getting retargeted by literally like almost every college out there um, because now we're part of like a higher education category online. So you really have to do something to stand out. After a while, it all blends together, especially if your ads are blue. <laughs> That's like a really popular higher ed color. Um, and they they really stood out by using their own students. So um, they use the mascot and they use students to do like curated videos and tours. And we'll show a really cool one uh, here in a little bit. They even give away cars, which I thought we thought were really cool. We're like, oh, this is a great idea. Um, So really great enrollment messaging and really a good use of student content. And then finally, Pierce College, the last one we looked at, um, really focused a lot of their marketing on retention. And they won the Aspen Award for Guided Pathways and Course Mapping. And their retention rates are 20% above the national average. And they have a podcast where they've got a faculty member, a student, and a student services professional who talk about everything from um, mental health to college resources to study tips. So they're really focused on retention. And this is like a really great lesson for, I think, all of us. You can market, 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 market. But if you're not retaining students, you're not going to see your enrollment stabilize or go up. Yeah, you know, Cheryl makes a good point here because a lot of times administrators will be looking at that marketing budget and they're going to say, well, what did you bring to my college? And with all this marketing money that you've spent and what they always are looking at is new enrollment. Mm -hmm. And as an administrator who understands marketing and working with marketing professionals, one of the things that we really try to educate the other administrators who are looking at our budgets is one of the best ways of marketing is retention because it costs far less to retain a student than it is to get a new student. And so why not let's put our monies where it's most effective, which is keeping our students so that they know where to go to get support and so they can complete, which is more, it accomplishes more in the benchmarks for how an educational institution is going to perform. Yeah. And marketing can play a great role in retention, which is the example here from Pierce College. So we'll show you how they're doing that in a minute. So what we did was we put together some recommendations based on what we saw all of these colleges just do really well. Like what can we learn from all five of them so that our own campaign in Orange County can be stronger, but also so that all the colleges out there who are looking to strengthen their marketing and communications um, can take some things away too. So we organize this into three levels. So level one is these are some easy things that you can jump in and start doing. Like do these things now, if you're not already doing them, This is what we would prioritize based on what we've seen. Level two is, okay, these are going to be a little bit more difficult, but these are great strategies. And if you think this is possible for you, this is where we would focus on next. And then our level three is like, you're going to make some 
big progress here. Like this is, this is what everybody should be doing, but it's hard. <laughs> this is the tough stuff and it's going to take money and it's going to take time and resources and leadership. But this is what, where we think that, you know, ultimately people should be going. So let's start with our level one. If you aren't already implementing these tactics, you should be. Everybody should be collecting lead generation. Get your information forms out there and start calling people back and, and doing it in a personalized way. So don't just rely on your application. Um, some people aren't ready to jump straight into an application. They want to talk to someone, get questions answered. And so make that request form easy. On Futurebell, we have online chat. We have a little poll people can fill out to win $100 and we collect information that way. So think of new ways to collect information. And then once you have it, you know, you're going to want to email, right? Email's easy, but it's overused and a lot of colleges, frankly, aren't very good at it. So try to do text and phone calls and make it two-way and, and make it personalized. Do it the right way. You know, what it's interesting is that a lot of times our, our potential students and our current students, the way they communicate is on their phones. Mm -hmm. And so they don't read their emails on a timely basis, but they react very quickly to a phone call or a text message. It's amazing how many times someone looks at their phone because they've got a, a text. And so that's the expectation today, which is really is if you're going to give me timely service, send it to me in a text. Exactly. Yeah. And, and don't just push it out, but respond to it too. And, and just real quick, one other thing too, is that sometimes potential customers may not want to give you information. And so what Cheryl was mentioning about dangling a carrot for them to give the information, uh, we, we do a little monthly giveaway of a gift card or gift certificate if they do uh, provide us with that information. And of course, we don't want to spam them because otherwise they'll just block us and, and now it doesn't help us. But the carrot definitely helps. It does, yeah. And we get good information from the poll that we get. We're, we're seeing where people heard us and getting some feedback on our marketing and collecting information. So it's a win-win. This is Pierce College's email, which we really liked. It was really intentional. It was welcoming, personal. It was brief. It was specific about Jamie had put in a researcher that she was interested in nursing. So it had nursing information, who to contact, so it wasn't like, go do all this stuff, but we're not, you, we're not going to give you someone's phone number. It has like multiple ways to, to email and to contact people. And it came from an individual that we could reply to. So it was a really good example of using email in a good way. Um, for social media, we, we loved the use of mascots. Uh, like I said, we got inundated with so many ads, like hundreds. And we really saw that ads that had some motion graphics or videos tended to stand out, seeing student life, seeing alumni, campus life, having information about who the college was, was really great. And it made things stand out. This is um, use of mascot and social media right here it was really fun. This is Miami Dade. So 
their mascot, you know, making a birthday cake for the city of Miami, their mascot's doing things all the time, um, which makes it really fun and shows their connection to the community. So celebrate your student achievements, be relevant to your community, um, just to stand out a little bit more. So here's our level two. Like I said before, using students as part of your social media is great. And here's an example of how Palo Alto College does that. And we thought this was really cool. Good morning, Palominos. We're over here at the Palomino Center for Countdown to College, happening from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. We got enrollment assistance, financial aid assistance, and you can even meet with advisors. So come on down. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. There's more. We've teamed up with North Park Toyota for the Graduate and Drive Giveaway. Students who apply for the fall 2021 semester and graduate by spring 2023 can be entered in to win their very own North Park Toyota vehicle. So like, wow, that's a great idea. Get a car, get people to graduate and use that and have students be excited about it. So it's just a great, great idea. Um, so using your own students is wonderful. And then we also noticed that this college, actually all the colleges were really good about keeping things on the right platform. So they weren't just doing something and plastering it everywhere. Like the mascot was used on TikTok and it was used um, on reels and then different information was used on Twitter. So they really were good at using each channel appropriately. And here's TikTok. We thought, God, what a great way to use TikTok is if you have a mascot, this is where it belongs because this is our 18 to 24 year audience. And here's Miami Dade's mascot on TikTok. So cool way to use TikTok. So some of you out there are like, are we on TikTok? That's one way to do it. So we're kind of running out of time. So I'm going to be quick here, but we absolutely loved colleges who created excitement. That's exciting to become a college student. And um, whether it's a congratulations email, having people do the tagging. So like tag, if, you're, if you've been accepted to our college, let us know, tag us, create some excitement. We also saw that there was an opportunity maybe to send something by mail. Um, Four-year colleges do this. And maybe this could be something for high school students straight out of your local high schools could be get a congratulations envelope with confetti coming out of it, you know, just to create some pride. And these colleges were really good about creating pride. So in our last 30 seconds, <laughs> our big stuff. So here is this personalized web page that Jamie got. Clearly, this is from a CRM or some sort of technological product. And this is something that we can be doing better, is using technology to support students and to make sure that we're continuously communicating with them. You know, you may have heard of CRM, and but it takes a commitment by the institution. It takes personnel. It's not something real simple. It's an investment the institution needs to make. But it's very valuable because now we can track and make sure that they get ultimate performance. And it is, it's a big commitment. And I've worked with colleges who've made that investment and then nobody uses it because it's, it really takes the entire college getting behind it and the right messages, right? You have to have the right messages as well. 
And Tony talked about this earlier. If you've got a chance to do an anytime model, like this is where people want to be right now, especially in non-traditional students. And if you don't have an anytime model, but you do eight week classes or late start classes, you can market them that way. Like we have multiple start dates. We've got classes starting in October. We have classes now in February. And um, in the past, I think these were really marketed more towards current students, like, you know, add another three units or four units, take another class. But now you can market these to the general public because people want to start when it's convenient to them. And National University does a great job showing that they are really built for students who want to start anytime during the year. And then finally, um, focusing on retention and student support, uh, we really encourage you to take a look at Pierce and how they've set up their pathways. It's really great program mapping and advisor check-in points throughout the way. So really, really well done on their website. So if you're in the Guided Pathways model or your college is starting, this is a great college to look at for an example. And they do a great job of making students feel more than just a number. It really is a personal experience. And I think I've been in community college system for 17 years now, and you do get jaded after a while, especially on the front line. And we have to remember these are new experiences for students and we have to help them along the way. And our final recommendation is take a look at your own practices, you know, maybe have a third party come in and secret shop your institution and see kind of who is behind your problems and where you can make some improvements. So we did this with Tony a couple of years ago. And it was uh, great. It was great. It it was an interesting uh, process. We secret shopped all 10 institutions in our region. And we came out with a report for each college. But also we did one for the region as a whole. uh, Partially because we always wanted to look at what was the best practice, not necessarily the places that we stumble. uh, But we wanted to do everything from looking at Uh, What were the barriers that a student would run into that would prohibit them or just not promote the college well? Because we really wanted them to all finish the process of enrolling into our our classes. So one of the things that we would do is we wanted to walk through and do it both if we were an English speaking as well as Spanish speaking, just because those are the two main categories in our region. Uh, But the big thing is really is looking at ourselves and looking in the mirror to see how we can be better. Exactly. So great project. So we encourage it. If anybody wants a copy of the report or they want, you know, the slide deck so you can watch those ads a little bit more closely, just shoot me over an email or email Tony and we're happy to share with you. Thank you for listening to Higher Education Coffee and Conversation. If you like the podcast, please leave me a five-star rating. And to discover more great higher education-related content, make sure to visit us at graduatecommunications.com. And with that, I'm going to say thank you for listening. Thank you for the hard work you do for students each and every day.